Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Unfolded Hearts Talk, a production of Unfolded Hearts Ministries, a nonprofit organization of biblical counsel and spiritual formation, a ministry dedicated to equipping, encouraging, and teaching. You can find us on the web at www.unfoldedhearts.org. Oh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the broadcast this morning. It's good to have you. Today we're talking about parenting, um, and it's certainly not for the faint at heart. Anyone who's a parent knows that. We have to um, challenge us, challenges me in many ways, um, not only to be a better person, but to strive um, for the heart of God and unity even uh, within our own households. Well, um, uh, just a little background. Uh, my husband and I are actually celebrating our 27th wedding anniversary um, this month. We have three grown children, three adult children. Um, our firstborn daughter is 25, and she's married to a very handsome young man. They've been married um, two years. And our second daughter is 23, graduated from college, and um, she's finding her way and working and um and the Lord is um, hears her heart. Um, she loves God, and she's a seeker of God, and I know that uh, she finds him as well. And then our son is 19. He just started school. Um, his has a June birthday, so he just started college, and he plays sports in college, and um, he is, he is um, saved. All of our children are saved. And um, he's probably more, a little bit more opinionated (laughs) over some things. Um, I think he gets maybe, um, how do you say, a little cranky over um, a religious spirit. And he he kind of voices some of that. And so he probably gets that from me. (laughs) So sometimes when you see your children and they do certain things, you think, oh, my, I have to repent all over again because I think they might have got that from me. Well, this morning, um, again, the Lord actually gave this to me. Uh, my husband and I were asked to to just do a little parenting, um, just talk on parenting and, and whatever we wanted. And I asked the Lord, Lord, uh, what would you have me to share? And in the middle of the night, I heard the Lord say to me, the voice of parenting or the voice of something like in that order. And I said, okay, Lord, I got it. The voice of parenting. And I rolled over to go back to sleep and he would not let me go to sleep. And so, um, and it was, you know, in the wee hours of the morning from two to four, somewhere in there. And I got up, I came down and I realized that the voice was to be an acronym. And I actually started from the bottom, um, the E and then the C and the I and then the, Actually, the so it all came um, from the bottom to the top, and um, 
and they are, and we're going to go over these this morning um, and over some of the bullets, but the V is for village, the O is for original, the I is for the ingredients of good parenting, the C is for consistent, and the E is for error. And I was saying you could actually put this whole thing on a loop <laughs> because um, we have made plenty of errors um, ourselves. Well, I speak for myself. I have made plenty of errors um, parenting um, and even as a wife, but coming in uh, humility and um, and owning my own errors and my own um, weaknesses um, helps my children actually to to be, I think, uh, greater discerners of truth because they see it and acknowledge it. But if I'm not um, putting a voice to it, they uh, they can interpret it. And, you know, they're perceiving it anyway. But at the at the younger ages, they can't interpret it really well. But they are perceiving uh, where truth is because that's how God's made us. Because He's put um, the law is written in our hearts. Well, let's just jump in. So the village is, the V for village is um, not to be afraid to ask for help. We have lots of resources, especially within the church body if you're a Christian. Um, and I know many of you are. Um, you can find a local church. If you're not, we welcome you to the family of God and to the household of faith. Um, and we just ask you to join us um, at your local Christian church. And there's plenty of activities um, and spiritual growth that can be found there, um, mainly, too, in relationships. There's lots of times um, throughout um, not only having family as a resource, grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins um, over our lifespan of raising our children, but we've also lived in different states. So we um, we would have friends that we would um, glean from, that we would share with, and um, that could help instruct us. And then also when my kids got older in their teen years, I always looked for a mom who um, I could tell that she was spiritually mature and faithful to the Lord. Um, and if her children were a little bit older, a little bit ahead of my children, I would, I would seek her out and I would seek out um, the people to ask advice over certain areas for my children or what I wanted to teach them or if there's an area um, of influence um, that, I, that um, I, I thought could benefit them, I would glean from another parent. But again, I would seek that out. Um, also in Deuteronomy 6, um, verses 5 through 7, say, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. And these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. And press them upon your children and talk about them when you sit at your home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. And I'm thoroughly convinced that we won't do this. We won't. Um, this is, um, you know, where the Lord says be faithful and little. This is a very casual time when we're in our homes and we're sitting and we're walking along the road, you know, vacation or uh, on the way to school. Well, we're not going to talk about the things of the Lord. If he is not um, within our hearts and loving him, if it's not a very sincere relationship with God, it's not going to 
become the outflow of our lives. And um, that is to be um, impressed upon our children. The Lord's asked us to do that. And, and we are the first authority, um, the husband or the wife or the mother or the father, are the authority over their children, the spiritual authority over their children. And um, you have great influence. So don't lose your voice. And don't drop your ball um, even in decision-making. And if you have, um, ask the Lord just to blot out that transgression and to keep moving forward again. The E is for air. And that actually, when I came down in the middle of the night, that's the first one he gave me. So, um, again, you could just put this on a whole loop and just keep moving, keep pressing in, um, and keep being um, faithful, but just know that your voice has great influence in many, many ways, even even when they're teenagers and they're going to struggle and they're going to press you to see because they want to see if what you believe and what you're saying is really real to you, and they're going to press you in many areas because they're trying to develop and come up with their own faith, um, and walk, which is a good thing, but um, when they press you and back you into a corner, and things of your faith is really they want to see, do you really believe what you're telling me? Is it really real to you? Um, if you boil it down, that's basically what they're doing. Well, I have found true in my home as, as it is. And in Deuteronomy, in the Hebrew culture, they um, they taught everything. Their culture, that they were very careful how they named their children. They had certain celebrations that they did and um, cultural festivals. And um, different things, but everything was revolved around um, um, nurturing um, the identity and the destiny of each child and of each person. And if you look at that, you do find that to be true. It all it all um, reinforces and impresses their identity because they know if they had a strong identity that would lead to their destiny. So if they knew their identity, it would automatically lead to their destiny. Um, and that's what we want to build in our children. We also want to mirror back to them what we see um, is in them that they have um, gifts of the Holy Spirit or talents. Um, and we don't want to foresee in such a manner that we're guessing how the Lord's going to use that, but we certainly do want to mirror back to them um, the blessings and the very nature of who they are, especially if it's God's nature, if they're a very gentle person. Um, you know, if they have the gentleness of God within them, then the Lord the Lord would use that. It's very pleasing to God. So, um, and so we want to acknowledge that to our children, that they're exhibiting um, the love of God, his character and his virtue and nature, um, even in our own homes. You know, I also learned prayers from other parents as well um, along the way. And one was um, that my children would love God, love themselves, and love others. At a very early age, I prayed that my children uh, would see Jesus in their household because um, I was not raised um, um, with this type of backdrop. So I just want to say there's hope for me. I was not raised um, and. um I was raised in a very traditional home, and there was some chaos and dysfunction. And um, some of why I got maybe some of these things, it was not um, uh, intentional. 
I don't think, in parenting. So um, so let hope arise in the hearts of many as you hear that. So I would pray at a very, when my kids were very young that my children would see Jesus in our household. And, and really what I meant by that was that my husband and I would be good examples and he would turn things around for us and that we would live out what it was that we were teaching them. And um, to this day, I've literally had two of my children tell me that they've seen Jesus in our household. So I'm grateful that the Lord can take such, um, you know, I I just had that as a a black and white um, uh, prayer and written out, but, but the Lord just brought that to life and made that 3D for people. And then I also are for people for my children, and I'm very, very grateful for that. And then also um, about um, many years ago, um, I started praying with another woman at night. We'd put our children to bed at night, and um, we would just pray. We'd pray for our family. We'd pray for our husbands. We'd pray, you know, everything that's mandated to pray that's written in Scripture, you know, authority and peace. And naturally, starting with authority would naturally, the first person we'd pray for would be our husbands. And so, um, and we would just pour our hearts out to each other. Sometimes we would just end up ministering to each other. We'd pray for the persecuted church. We'd pray for, you know, the peace in Jerusalem. All the things that are mandated in Scripture, especially and foremost, and moreover for our own families. And so I'm grateful for that time, and I bless my intercessor friend. We still pray. We prayed yesterday morning. So I bless her in the name of the Lord Jesus. Moving on to O. For original, uh, naturally we know that each one of our children are, um, they are originally created by God. The principles of parenting remain the same, but it's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all because uh, sometimes you get children who are, um, you know, you get some are owls and some are larks. <laughs> and, and, um, and just things are different. You just have to, you have to know who they are. And how to apply that. Like One daughter, I could ask, how are you feeling? Or tell me this. And she would clearly be able to tell me where my other daughter um, was a little bit harder for her to form the wards and to put that together. So I would say to her, um, and actually I'm talking about when they were younger, um, in preschool and, and uh, grade school, I'd say, if you were a color, what color would you be right now? And I, so I needed to help her to connect those things of what was going on inside of her. And, um, you know, but for my other daughter, that might be, you know, just not the type of, she might think that that would be silly or goofy that I would even ask that. So going back to original, we find in Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, it says, be imitators of God. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice. And this is what we're to do as well, because um, you can see even between husbands and, and wives, or fathers and mothers, that we're each created in the image of God, but we he has a different role for us to um, to honor him in and to love him, and that's going to esteem him. Is it? It's going to be an offering and a sacrifice to love. We know that we read it right here. And moreover, Christ was and is and will remain our example in that. He is our supreme and divine example over love. Um, and it's going to call for a sacrifice and an offering. And we know that we're going to imitate him and offering and sacrificing in our love 
uh, to meet that person. We bless our children when they leave the house. We still do it. We bless them. We, you know, kiss them, have a good day. We, I mean, sometimes they bless you. Um, sometimes we'll stop and pray for them. There's different measures, but when they leave, we, we bless them. Also, uh, Psalm 139, 16, it says, um, you saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So there's a book in heaven. Um, which is written on each one of our children. So we pray in Jesus' name that the will and the purposes of God, as it's written in heaven, and I believe uh, Jesus opens these books and he can intercede on our behalf too. So what is written in heaven and what is spoken in heaven, may it become a reality on earth as it is in heaven um, and on earth in Jesus' name. So we thank you. We thank you for the seed of the promise that God has placed in every child. And we call forth its destiny um, this day in Jesus' name. We thank you for that. And um, and that's how I, I would pray over my children. I still do. Um, because I know they were created um, not only for God's image, but, again, for his will and his purpose and for the sake of the kingdom. So for the sake of the kingdom, um, I, I pray for them. And, um, and I, I just thank God. I think it's a blessing. It's even a, just a blessing. Um, and God hears their prayers as well. And I thank, I thank him as he does over you and your children or child. He uh, sets his angels guard over you. And I, and I do believe there are and helping and assistance um, and commanding the will and the purposes of God over our lives. And first, God really cares um, deeply about spiritual preservation. Yes, he, he loves us even more deeply, more than um, we can maybe comprehend. I do want to comprehend <laughs> with all the saints, the depth and the height and the width and the length and the love of God. And I've been pondering the love of God even just this month. I was celebrating our anniversary. Um, um, but he really, really does care. I, I believe the angels, too, are an assistance for not only his love, but... Um, and messengers and ministers and warriors and comforters. We see we see different um, aspects of how and grace and mercy uh, and rejoicing. You know, they're always uh, um, in celebration and in um, praising God. Um, you know, we see different functions and aspects and um, roles of angels written in Scripture. But He really does care about uh, spiritual preservation. Um, and so if you have a prodigal, I just pray in agreement with you that um, God would grant them uh, repentance and they would return. And I, and I would just encourage you to find and ask the Lord for scriptures for your children to pray um, and pray that over your child. And you're coming into agreement with the Holy Spirit, even if you're just casually reading your Bible and you think of your son or you think of your daughter And as you're reading that scripture, there might be something more in there that the Holy Spirit is wanting to reveal to you. And I would write that down. I would even, um, if you need to write a decree over your children, then I would do so. And God God is really moving. His word is powerful. It's active and operative. Um, And we want that to be active and operative, not only in our own lives, but in our households, because he cares. He put us together as a family. So he cares about the issues. He cares about our lives. 
and he will um, he will teach us and even how to correct our mistakes um, and our children's mistakes um, and and allowing them to make certain mistakes you know and not doing their homework you want to do that in in love's view you don't want harm to come to them you will stand in harm's way just like Christ did but in some things um, they're going to make mistakes and so um, so he will show you how to grow together as a family if you ask him um, in Jesus' name. And these are ingredients of good parenting. The first one is love. I just talked about that. The second one is discipline. Just make sure that you follow through. One little phrase that we used to say, and I used to say to help remind myself as well, and I had to learn this the hard way, is um, um, say what you mean. And mean what you say. So um, follow through. I, I know um, one time I think I said something to my child about, well, if, if that happens again, then you're not going to go over Aunt So-and-So's house again. And I thought, well, that's not really true because we really are going to go over his aunt's house again. And so just to um, just to make sure you say what you mean and mean what you say. We do not want to discourage our children in any way. And we do want to have balance, um, discourage them in such a way as in Colossians 3.21. You can look that up on your own. So uh, we we just thank the Lord that we have growth in our homes without resistance um, from the enemy. And moving to being consistent. And God, God can turn things around. He can turn all things around. Nothing is too hard for him. Nothing is too difficult. Um, he has great power. He has great mercy. Um, and he offers himself to us. So uh, lean into him and press into him and asking him um, for where you need the restoration and redemption in your household. Um, the Lord is your provider. He is a strong tower. Jesus' name. And being consistent um, as, as we can, we know that we have different seasons and different things. Um, you know, my husband and I are, um, even though we're getting older, we're at the high afternoon of life, <laughs> as they say, uh, you know, we're getting elderly parents. And then at the same time, we're probably going to have um, grandchildren, you know, within the next three to five years. Um, and, our, and our parents are getting elderly as well. So we're kind of in the mix of that as well. Uh, but, you know, we have generational our hands in each generation and our feet planted where we are um there's guidance so you're teaching your children about life as we read in deuteronomy 6 5 through 7 and i'm sorry we moved to being consistent um so we want to make sure um that we're spending time together and really spending time together with all the electronics and the technology just because we're in the same place at the same time doing the same thing doesn't necessarily mean that we're spending time together. I just learned recently, um, I had actually went to church with my um, older daughter and my son-in-law on Sunday and they had talked about this. They said, what is the major emotion that social media produces? And it's coveting because people are always putting their best out on social media and and, and anyway, and it's coveting um, social media. The major emotion that social media produces 
is coveting as a very good to expose that so that we can disarm it and um, you know coveting also is a yearning um, to possess or a yearning or a craving to possessing that you don't have and um, and when we read I think it's an exodus yes exodus 2017 about don't covet your neighbor's house right we can cover houses we wipe servant, ox, or donkey, but our day that could be a car, or anything else that belongs to them. It could even be their vacation or their relationships. We have to be really careful. This is very, uh, I think, very exposing. And it also is the 10th commandment in the commandments. And it was really effective for Paul himself because Paul was saying he could keep all the commandments. But when he got to the 10th one and coveting, um, that one really turned his heart. Um, that that one he he couldn't do. Okay, he couldn't do that one. So um, that was that was really um, eye opening for him. So we need to say that as a caution, and I'm grateful to have that information uh, myself as a caution. When I hear my children talk and share different things and to know, is this the voice of coveting coming out and be able to, and that's self-correct. You're going to do it in love. You want to speak the truth in love and, and redirect them and let them know what they do have that um, that is that is satisfying and good and pleasing, that they have the goodness of God uh, with them and he's offering it to them and where that is at in their life. Um, and kids? spell love with time. It really is our time. So we pray together, encourage our children, encourage them in all things and in the Lord. Encourage them when you see progress or intention, even humility, um, you know, is a good thing. When you're moving in the direction of what God wants for us, that is a good thing. Even in humility, if you realize this is my weakness, well, Praise the Lord. I mean, praise the Lord. You're not walking in arrogance and pride because pride will, you know, could kill us in some ways, you know. Um, so, so just be thankful. Look for encouraging. Look for the encouragement in Jesus' name. And um, we just think we have something that we do do that's very consistent. Is on Sunday morning we have um, those Pillsbury cinnamon rolls, and we eat them on holidays. We have them on Christmas morning as well. We have them on Easter. We try to do them on different holidays, especially when we're together. And it's very much associated with um, they will always remember in their minds having Pillsbury cinnamon rolls for church. Like that is our way to make it special. As hectic as it is to get out the door. Um, and to get to church, we pop those in the oven, and they can smell them. There's a recognition. There's an association to that. Um, and, and that's what we want to build in them, especially, um, um, you know, with the love of God and um, the, even just the memory that's instilled in that. You know, I was in Bolivia. South America, 2013, and when we came home, I was a week there with my oldest daughter, and at the time with her fiance and another group of people serving um, the Lord and the missionaries um, on the fields there. Um, when we were leaving the airport, they just had put in, and the airport was 
incredibly large, but upstairs they had just put in a Cinnabon and we were leaving on Sunday morning to return to come home. And as soon as I stepped in the airport, the whole airport, the aroma of cinnamon rolls just filled it. And I can tell you, everything, my mind and my heart, the compass of my heart and my mind was set on home as soon as I smelled that. I mean, I was like, I felt like I was there. It just completely set me, set me there. Our, the E for admit your errors, um, I would simply say, if you if you said something out of frustration, say that you're sorry. I'm sorry that I spoke to you or mommy yelled at you. Um, that way um, to ask you to clean your room or whatever. And it's not that asking them to clean their room is wrong. It's maybe the tone and how you ask them or their frustration or um, being impatient um, so that they can learn the virtues too and um, that they can see um, that they can also see humility in their own home and discern discern what they're perceiving that they interpret that correctly will help lead them to truth themselves and be good discerners of truth themselves. And um, so I'm grateful for that. I've done that a lot. And again, that's the first one. um, And I've even gone back and and said, um, some of my greatest errors in parenting are when I parent out of my own fear, my expectations, um, you want to make sure that you trust. There's trust. You're trusting the Lord with your children. Um, and, and we think that the Lord can redeem all things. There are three books that I want to offer to you that I read. Um, these are Gary Smalley, The Key to Your Child's Heart. He talks very much um, in explaining that. And when their heart is closed off and when their heart is open, the tools that you can use for to um, either side of that as well as very um, practical application that that um, is, I highly esteem that book. Gary Chapman wrote The Five Love Languages for Children, which is very important. We know that we read those for relationships. But for children, um, when I read the book, and it may have been revised since then, but there are a list of questions literally you could ask your children um, to help direct you as a guidepost to which love language you thought um, that they might be exhibiting and not even really to ask a child that's less than five years old, but because we can have so many variations with children and they make decisions and what that decision is based on that, um, that, um, that there's a series of questions to ask there. There's also uh, James Dobson, The Strong-Willed Child, um, is an excellent book, and I definitely know that's been revised since I read it. I just want to end. I thank you for your time. I thank you for listening. I hope that this blesses you and that you can um, take this and run ahead to God and that God would meet you where you are um, in your time of need. I do want to just end with a prayer um, for you and for us. We thank you, God, that we run to you for whatever it is that I need that there be safety, protection, and security, and that you are our rock, and we grab and hang on to you. We thank you for that, Lord, that you provide the peace and the calm and the quietness, and you are the place of rest. And we thank you, Father, that within you, Lord, you have the way, and, and having you, we do have it all, Lord. 
and we thank you that you are our substance and our stronghold. Um, in Jesus' name. And we also pray, Lord, we know that you will outlast the reign of the sun and you will outlive the orbiting seasons of the moon through generation, age, and epoch. Beyond kingdoms and empires, you continue. Your presence drifts towards me like a sea-blown mist and your fragrance floats around me like the dew of cut grass. Your laughter bursts like rain upon the spring blossom and your peace carries on past the ocean's waves reach. Your kingdom expands well beyond the rivers of the rim of earth, and through generation, age, and epoch, beyond kingdoms and empires, you are. He is all-sustaining, and may you grab a hold of him, and I just pray um, a blessing, pray shalom to your home, and um, thank you for joining us today. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.